love riding my bike. I love running. I don't care what they think about it. I love it. At that point, when I knew I was going to win, chills just went up and down my entire body. I don't believe there are any good or bad foods. Food is food. I still feel so passionate about getting that record that I'm like, I'm just going to do it. As an athlete, I was like, what's my story or what's your story? What can you learn from it? And what can you teach people? Welcome to the Iron Women Podcast. I'm Haley Chura. I'm joined by Alyssa Gadeski. Alyssa, happy new year. How are you doing? How's 2023 treating you so far? Hi, Haley. I'm good. It feels like it's been so long since we've really caught up, but not really, guys, because don't worry, we've actually been secretly recording a lot of episodes to bring you in January. So Haley and I have been chatting. Um, but yeah, since a proper catch up for an intro show like this, it has been a while. What have I been up to? I went to Palm Springs for the Christmas holiday. Um, that was great. I got a little desert running in some, I hiked through this Palm Canyon there. That was really cool. I highly recommend that. Um, came home was, have been home, I think ever since, uh, chopping wood, keeping the, the house warm, wishing for a lot of snow. I started a ski lesson. I took one ski lesson, downhill skiing Ooh. lesson. So that's been fun. Um, how is training. the snow there? Do you have a lot of snow? No, we have no snow, Haley. It's terrible. How was that ski lesson then? <laughs> was it like avoiding well, rocks and bushes? I should say that the snow was along the magic carpet was great. So I'm not even at the pro progress of the lesson where I'm taking the chairlift yet, but I think I'll be there this week, which is exciting. Um, I did, I picked it up, I think fairly quickly, which was nice. Um, but I was really enjoying the magic carpet, like little hill. And that had plenty of snow. So we were good there. Were you on the carpet um, with like a, like a bunch of little, like four-year-olds and like, oh yeah, uh -huh. you're like the tall one. <laughs> yeah. And they, yeah, hundred percent. And they, it was just like, yeah. And every time I got on the men, like running the little magic carpet would just laugh at me. And I'm like, Hey, they're like, how many times are you going to do this? I was like, probably a hundred. This is what I do. <laughs> I was like, yeah, that is what you do. You're like, usually you go up the hill a little harder, but you're like, this is fun. Now I'm just yeah. going down the hill a hundred yeah. times versus it up was, the hill a hundred times. Yeah. So I am hoping I head to California this week for, um, camp to help coach Hillary Biscay's triathlon camp. She does in January, just kind of like a fun, get to California while it's cold elsewhere, um, base miles type of camp. So I'm hoping when I come home, I don't know if we have some more, more snow to be skiing on, but for now it's the right amount. Um, and honestly I am training for a March marathon. So not having a lot of snow on the roads has actually been pretty advantageous Wait, to get in some of those, which runs. marathon it's a small race. It's called the BNA trail marathon. It's outside of Annapolis, Maryland, and it runs by the house I grew up in. So the house that my parents oh. still live in. And so I grew up, um, you know, seeing this race and I've run the half marathon there once. And then the race went away, I think during COVID, but also it was like, maybe not going to continue. And then it's coming back. It's back this year, which is really exciting. So, um, it's a, mostly on like a rail trail that runs from Annapolis to Baltimore and it's paved, um, mostly pretty flat and, it's, I'm just, I'm really excited. I always like, you know, it's like a hometown race, a race I grew up looking at. And I have duped a few friends into attempting a sub three with me. So we're all going to try and run it together and see if I can, uh, yeah, that's been a goal for a while. So I'm excited to, to give it a go, but it is, it's a small race, so it should be, I kind of like that though. And I'll be, I'll yeah. like throw my clothes and my excess 
garments to my parents at like mile two. So that'll be perfect. Fun. Perfect. <laughs> I know that a few years ago you were training for Myrtle beach, I think marathon and you, I think got injured while training. So are you doing anything different this time to stay healthier? I absolutely am. So I, that year I got a stress fracture in my right, um, like tibia, I guess. Um, and tibia is the one in your shin, right? Yeah. Yes. Like the front one, so. the okay. bigger one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that kicked off, um, I think the beginning of when, so that was 2020 and was it 2020 or 2021? I don't know. 2020, I think. Cause it was eventually the race was canceled with, uh, it must've been 2021 a couple of years ago. I'll do my research on that and get back to you guys. But anyway, um, it, that kicked off my first like usage of inside tracker actually, because, uh, you know, I had a stress fracture. I didn't have a lot going on. I was like, I should check on myself, make sure everything's healthy. And I, I wasn't super healthy. I found out my vitamin D was really low. Um, my iron and ferritin and all that was really low. And so, um, going into this when I figure, so I've always had those things in the back of my mind and I've now been doing regular inside tracker, um, to kind of maintain better levels. But then when I started to kind of brainstorm that this would be possible for kind of my winter training project, I definitely have made a like consorted effort to really be on top of, um, on top of all of it (laughs) and making sure like bone health. I feel good. Getting good sleep. All of that is like at top notch. And I, yeah, I had a really good long run yesterday. So that always helps. So I feel like I'm in a really good position right now. Um, sorry, there a bird just flew at the window and it scared me so much. I was going to say, is there a bird in your house? Because it, that looks like exactly what I would have expected. If I like saw a bird. A bird. <laughs> and cowboy, like went a little crazy. Okay. Sorry. No <laughs> bird in the house though. That would be terrifying. It looked like it was coming in. I mean, there's a window there, but, okay? um, do you need to go check like, on it and make sure it's not Broken? I think it was okay. It was okay. okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was like corner of my eye kind of thing, but okay. I'm glad this marathon training is going well. How long was your long run yesterday? My long run yesterday was 15 miles and I did six by mile at marathon pace mile at marathon pace plus a minute. So like 645, 745 kind of alternating. Um, and I picked a route. There's not a lot of like flat, really good running long routes where I live. Um, so I did some stalking to Ben true his training and he has a running group up here and they like actually post a lot of the runs they do. And so he listed this route as like where he does all of his marathon prep runs. I was like, Oh, I'm going to, I'm definitely, you know, if it's good enough for Ben true, it is good enough for me. So, um, yeah, Matt and Max actually, Max is training for a sub three apparently too. Um, crushing all the dog. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, um, that's impressive. So, um, but yeah, so a lot going on, all good things, but um, yeah. So I'm curious about headed to camp because I know uh these camps have a lot of bike volume. Are you gonna be riding a lot while you're at camp or are you ready for that? Um, we'll find out if I'm ready for it. I've definitely done so actually it was crazy. It was like last New Year's Eve. It was New Year's Eve. And I got outside for a four hour ride. Um, wait, so this is like New Year's Eve, like a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago. Yeah. And so, um, you know, like I said, the weather has been pretty mild. The roads have been pretty clear. So, um, I have been able to do a good bit of riding. 
I'm probably a little underprepared for the riding that will take place at camp, but, um, you know, when you're in a group with good attitudes, that's the best place to just help you get through it. Um, and it's the pace of this camp is much more relaxed, you know, like Hillary also hosts kind of a world champs camp later in the year. And that's, uh, a bit more aggressive, a bit more, you know, people are ready to go to world championships events types of things. Um, this is more of like, a let's all get through these base miles together type of type of endurance. Lots feet. of snacks. Lots yeah. Of snacks. All the snacks. Um, cool. That sounds like you have a lot of fun things going on. We oh. have actually had really nice weather here in Bozeman too, and not a lot of new snow. We had a ton of snow free holidays and then not a lot of new snow, which is, I mean, it's still, there's still snow on the ground, but I've been able to get outside and run quite a bit and it's actually like, you can get going pretty fast if you have like our micro spikes. So like spikes to get into the ground or whatever. So I don't slip, but, um, but it's pretty tracked down. So it's been kind of nice, plenty of like fat bikers who've gone through the trails and other runners. And, uh, it's just been really, really pleasant, which has been nice. Cause I took, I took like two weeks off of exercise. Um, I maybe did a little bit during that time, but over the holidays, and that's like the first break I've done in quite a while. And it felt amazing. I mean, it was so weird. I had so much energy and, um, I just got to like sleep in every single day, which is like bizarre. And like, are I you the I'd type of person? Like did you like fill your calendar with other things like no. catch ups with friends and work and all of that stuff? Like, I mean, uh, I had or... my family was in town and so I had, you know, I guess catch ups with them and, uh, I maybe had like more meals out <laughs> than I normally would. Uh, I know I actually did like a lot of, like, I was like a lot of sleep, um, watching some movies, watching, uh, football, watching, um, you know, the clash Daytona pre highlight show. And I read a book, which I hadn't done in a long, long time. So kind of catching up on that stuff. I meant to text you Haley on new year's Eve, actually, because Georgia played Ohio state and Matt is a big Ohio state fan. And so we were watching the game and, um, it didn't go well for Ohio state. I, I actually did not make it through the entire game, but, um, it was a hard, hard one for East coast. But today, the day we're recording this on Monday. And, uh, that is one reason I wanted to record a little earlier the day today, because (laughs) the national championship is happening and Georgia is playing TCU and, I went to the university of Georgia and my sister actually went to grad school at TCU. So we have a bit of a rivalry going on. And Alyssa, I was actually just thinking this morning when I was swimming, I was like, this is the third time that we've podcasted on the Monday that Georgia has been (laughs) playing in the national championship. But this is the first time that I remembered to try to schedule it a little earlier in the day. So I'm not like (laughs) missing any of the game. And so, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch that. I mean, we're defending champions and um, you know, I'm not, I'm not as good of a Georgia fan as I have been in the fat past, but you know, once a bulldog, always a bulldog. And, uh, I'm curious, I mean, since, since we did beat Ohio state in that very, very close, uh, playoff game, you know, how does Matt feel about the national championship? Does he win? Does he root for TCU or is he like go Georgia since Georgia beat us? Or is he just like, I think he's just like pretending it's not even, it doesn't even exist basically. Like, I think I heard him talking to his family yesterday and they were like, oh yeah, I guess there's like a football game coming. And they were like, we don't even remember these things because Ohio state's not involved. So it's like out of sight, out of mind, bigger and better things to do. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. He'll have it on the background tonight though. Yeah. Go dogs for sure. That's, that's my personal opinion. I feel like in the past two, you have, you've made cupcakes or brought cupcakes for this event. Do you have a cupcake situation ahead? 
I, I don't, I didn't plan. Uh, I feel like the first one I had like a big party and, um, I think we like rode bikes during the first part of it. You know, I love doing that, like a trainer party while watching football. And, um, you know, I like to exercise while watching other people exercise is like my favorite thing. And so I had, I did have like cupcakes and all that. And then I have not planned anything for this one. I, there's still some time. So maybe I can go out and see if anyone in Bozeman has some uh, red and black cookies somewhere, but, um, I, you know, COVID has put a damper on my trainer parties and my parties in general. So, um, no party this year, but actually when I didn't have a party, we won. So maybe me not having a party brings better luck to the Bulldogs. I just need to sit there and you and cowboy. Yeah. Me and cowboy focused watching the game and, um, just eating all the cupcakes and cookies just for ourselves. (laughs) Cowboy's okay with that. He doesn't like to share. I'm sure. I'm sure he is. <laughs> um, okay. Well, I will, I think I will root for Georgia today because I, you know, I like to have the alliances with my friends and make sure I'm, I have zero ties to TCU. So sorry, Perfect. Hannah, I'm going with Haley on this one. I will say TCU has added an NCAA triathlon team. And so, mm-hmm. you know, I will give them a little credit for, for being on the forefront of, of that Georgia is, is a little behind, but you know, hopefully in the next couple of years, they will add that. Cause I think that would be really amazing. Um, and Alyssa, like this is wild to me because I'm coming off a break and you know, my kind of fairly mellow workouts have been kicking my butt the last week, but, um, the race season has started the 2023 race season started Pecone 70.3 down in Chile. It happened this past weekend. Did you, did you see any of the pictures or results from that race? I did not. Did you, can you tell me? I did because okay. I love this, this will race be fresh I love because I actually, yeah, I didn't catch any of it. I raced there in 2017 and it is the challenge with that one. If you're based in North America or the Northern hemisphere is, you know, being in shape to uh race, even a 70.3 in, in January. But it, it, I just remember it was, I had the best experience. I have such good memories. It's so fun to like leave winter in Montana and go down to like summer in Chile and like the days are long and everyone's just like, you know, eating nice Korean pizza, like having that fun summer feeling. So, um, have incredible memories of that race. And so while I wasn't there this year, uh, Barbara Riveros took the win Chilean athlete. I think, you know, she's had so many wins there. She won in 2017 when I was there. She's definitely hometown favorite, uh, Romina Biagioli, um, from Argentina was second. And Brittany Higgins from the USA, she made it down there and finished third to wrap up that podium. And I always love looking at the run splits for this race because the run is so hard. It is the hardest run I've done in triathlon. Like it is. Whoa. That's a lot. Yeah. Oh, it's so hilly. It's just neither of us ever raced in Puerto Rico when they had that race there. Right? No, I haven't raced in that one. It sounds like every time someone's described it, but it's also pretty hilly, I think. And so is it. Yeah. And I've seen pictures and the pictures do remind me of what I have seen of the the race in Pucon, but yeah. Yeah. So Pucon, I think it's just the Hills mostly, but it's so spectacularly beautiful. I think I've talked about it before. You're like you're running up this massive Hill and then you get to the top and you just have this view of a volcano and it's so cool. But, uh, Barbara Vieira ran 127, Romina ran 131 and Brittany ran 135, which mm. I, I think I ran a 135 when I raced there as well. And I was very proud of that time. It is a legit, very hard, very hilly, very challenging run course. And, uh, but also like incredibly fun. So congratulations to those women for being in shape in January and able to tackle that race. And it's fun just to see the, the race season kick off already. 
Yeah. Things are getting going fast. And so people are, this is actually a good segue to our mailbag question. Should I open the mailbag for the new yes. year, Haley? Yes. Okay. Our first mailbag of the new year. Um, so we have, well, first as a reminder to our listeners, you can write into our mailbag with questions about anything really at ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. And so kicking off 2023, we have a message from Kinley and Kinley comes from a running background and is a self-coached athlete hoping to one day complete an Ironman. But they're wondering if it would be possible to give some examples of our training so we can understand some, so she can understand some weekly structure. She's been having um, a hard time finding the right balance of intensity with the three sports. So great question. I think this is one of the challenges of, I know I remember like going from self-coaching myself with ultra running to trying to tackle Ironman training. And it was like easy to get lost very quickly. Um, cause all of a sudden you're obviously not just trying to figure out the dynamics of the training for the one, but you're training for the three sports. And you kind of have to see the bigger picture of actually seeing those three sports as one sport. Right. So it's tricky. Um, Haley, where, where should we begin with helping Kinley here? Yeah, I think it is, it is pretty tricky. And I think first, my first advice to Kinley would be like, what is your goal? Is it just to complete the Ironman? Is it to, which is a fair, fair goal for your first one. Ironman is, is an event that experience does help. And so I think completion is a good, good first goal. And with a running background, my guess um, and I use this from my own personal experience and working with other athletes, you're probably running too much. <laughs> like, um, we tend to, you know, if you come from a certain background, I know that when I was training for my first triathlon with swimming, I was swimming like eight times a week because I just enjoyed swimming and that was what I was good at. And so that was not correct. So I would probably like take out, you know, what's your goal? How many hours a week do you have to train? And I would probably aim for 50% of those to be on the bike because in Ironman, a lot of the time that you are spent racing is on the bike. Also, um, you, you do get run fitness from cycling. So in her case, it might need to be 60% on the bike just to get more bike experience. And she probably needs to do less running. Um, it, it, swim definitely depends on where you're starting, um, how much you're going to be swimming. And so if you're a newer swimmer, it might be going for frequency, like shorter swims, more frequent during the week. Um, if you have more of a swimming background, you might be able to handle some longer swims, but I would say ease into the swimming, you know, start shorter so that you're just not like exhausted from every swim, swim you do and, um, get to where you can hopefully, you know, manage some swims that are pretty, pretty mellow and don't leave you totally tired. Um, and I think she asked about finding the right intensity. And if your goal is completion, I think you probably, you don't need to do that much intensity for Ironman. Um, you're probably going to improve just by spending more time on the bike in yeah. all honesty <laughs> and consistency should be your main priority. Like being able to get up every day and do some kind of exercise is going to be better than having like an insane run workout, but then you're so tired that you'd have to take two days off. And so just aiming for that consistency, time in the saddle, time on your feet, running time in the pool and staying healthy is probably what I would prioritize, uh, as you're, you're moving through toward that, that race day. Yeah, I think that's great. And I think just to, um, kind of talk about the intensity too, I think, you know, people are often surprised at like 
how little intensity you need to do when you are training for Ironman and things like that. Um, building that like aerobic engine base is just that comes with the consistency, right? Like that is such a big part of it is learning to just like Haley said, get up and do something almost every day. Right. And kind of keep that flowing and just keep that base building is so big, um, to Ironman training and like just really longevity in sport and staying injury free. Um, one rule of thumb, I think you could probably use is like a guideline as you, if you are sitting down to kind of pencil in training is like the 80, 20 rule where people say, you know, 80% of training is super easy. 20% is kind of the hard stuff, the hard work. Um, definitely not something to kind of live and die by, but could be a good starting point for you. And like, it definitely would help you frame the fact that like, okay, only really one fifth of this training needs to be really hard. Um, and that's, that's somewhere, you know, just to start, but it is, it's hard. Um, I would, I would, definitely prioritize the consistency. Um, and like Haley said, the bike volume and just doing probably the bike and the swim, which as a runner, um, is usually the hardest thing to get people the most comfortable with and kind of the most base built with, but, um, you know, maybe you can, can find some friends, find some groups, find some social rides and master swims are a good way to kind of build that too. Um, and you know, and then you'll get some intensity there and then you can do some other easy stuff on your own too. Yeah. I, and she asked about examples of our own training and I will say that I don't pay that much attention to my own training in all honesty. I trust my coach. And I think that's one of my greatest skills as an athlete. And one of my greatest keys to success is I just like trust the training. And I honestly don't look ahead at all. Like, I mean, sometimes I'll look and be like, Oh, do I have a six hour ride coming up so I can like plan snacks and stuff kind of that kind of thing. But usually I have an idea that that's coming up. Um, not this week, thank goodness. But I, I just, I just trust in what my coach says. So I, that is a very different, if you are self coach and you're that person, hopefully you can like set yourself some time where you like put on your coach cap and like think about that and just write it all out. And then as an athlete, you just need to like show up on that day and follow what that plan was and not overthink it in the moment. Yeah. Don't make micro adjustments. I'm actually very similar to you, Haley, in that I don't pay too much attention. I, you know, look ahead for the purpose of life planning and figuring out like when I will be at the pool. Cause that's also when I grocery shop, but, um, that is about it. And it's, you know, it's not, super often that I look and I'm like, well, I, you know, have I done this or this or how much hard stuff have I done? I just kind of do what's written. And I think it's important if you're self-coaching to do that for yourself and, you know, maybe set like every month or every four to six weeks, you kind of check in and like, look at your progress at that point versus, you know, trying to kind of make micro adjustments on a daily basis. That's where, that's where you might run into some trouble. Yeah, but good luck to you, Kidley, and uh, we hope to see you on an Ironman start and finish line sometime in the near future. So thanks again, and if anyone else has questions, ironwomenpodcast at gmail.com. And Haley, like I mentioned in the beginning, we have been, we've been busy already in 2023, getting some really fun interviews lined up for people. Are we ready for our first interview of 2023? Yeah, let's do it. Who, who are we chatting with today? So we are talking to Rachel Mensch today and Rachel just finished her second season as a professional triathlete. Um, and she had, it would be like what I would call a pretty linear pattern this year racing. She was 13th at, um, linear in the right direction too, which is like, great. Right. I know that is important. (laughs) That is important to say lines can go all directions. (laughs) 
Um, 13th at Eagle Man, 8th at Oregon, 70.3, 4th at Ironman, Wisconsin, which was her hometown race. Rachel is um, living and training in Madison, Wisconsin. She did have, she met Haley at Daytona where she didn't finish um, in December. So we talked to her about that, but then kind of get into the highlights of the year. Um, and we learn a lot about Rachel's background in sport. Uh, we find out if she was a weightlifting champion in high school. So you got to listen for that one. And we find out what is coming up for her in 2023. And, uh, I'm, I had, a, this was a really fun conversation and I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing what she does. So stay tuned for our chat with Rachel after a word from our sponsors. Hi, Rachel. Welcome to the iron women podcast. Hi, Alyssa. Thanks for having me. So we're talking to you just after the new year and I couldn't help but notice, I think a recent Instagram story of yours um, that you maybe rung in the new years with a set that many triathletes love to celebrate things with. So did you swim hundred by hundred in the pool? <laughs> I did do that. Yeah. Um, there's a master's group that I swim with occasionally around here and they do it every year on New Year's Eve. So woke nice. up bright and early and barely made it to midnight, but it was a good way to end the year. Can you, uh, I think our listeners are always like intrigued by sets like that. Can you talk a little bit about how you broke up that 10 K of swimming? Yeah. So it was, it was actually pretty, pretty chill intervals. We did 10 sets of 10 on one thirty base. And then between each set, we took a three minute break to go get snacks, drinks, all that. So did you mix it up with like, like paddles or just like swimming? Just 10? swimming. Um, so we did first set or first two sets, swim, third one paddles, fourth one kick with fins, fifth one swim, and then repeated that for the second Whoa. round through. Okay. And it was a yards yeah. pool? Yeah, yards. Yeah, okay. this would be, it would be a lot. Nice. That's <laughs> still a how pretty solid people? set. Yeah. How many <laughs> yeah, people yeah. did it? I think there was like 15 of us started, and I think a few dropped at like 50 or 60. But yeah, it was a pretty solid group. And no one, no one... No one needs any variety in that group. <laughs> <laughs> no. One of the guys wanted to do IM for a round, but there was like six of us in the lane at the time. And we all said, you're not doing fly right now. Oh, good, good point. But congratulations. Great way to ring in the new year. And yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that you've taken a bit of an off season over the holidays. Is that correct? Yeah, probably the longest quote unquote off season that I've ever really taken. Um, after Daytona, I didn't get on the bike again until like, I think like December 27th. So it was like a solid three and a half weeks off the bike. I was running. I didn't, I ran, I think once for each week before that. And then I was, I was still swimming a lot. One of my swim buddies, um, was in town. He usually teaches up in Northern Wisconsin. So he's out of the, out of town most of the week, but he was around every day and wanting to swim. So He'd just text and be like, Hey, we swim this morning. I was like, sure. Why not? <laughs> so yeah, swim fitness is about as best, as good as it's ever been since college, but everything else is slowly building back right now. Yeah. You definitely do you like, work. Yeah. Oh, go I was gonna, or do you work with the coach and like, do they help you tell you when to take an off season or is this like self-guided? Yeah. So my coach was planning on a two week off season. Um, but then I went home for Christmas to Minnesota where I don't have a bike trainer. I didn't bring my bike. Um, and that was supposed to be a few days trip, but we extended on both sides because of the winter storm. Um, so it ended up being an extra week off the bike that I hadn't been planning on, but got in some running and swimming while I was there. It's definitely the time of year for an unplanned week off the bike. If it has yeah, to happen. Sure. <laughs> and yeah, especially in Minnesota where it's like yeah, super true. cold. I mean, I guess you yeah. could, you could do the indoor riding, but yeah, I mean, 
definitely cold holidays there. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think uh, one of the days I ran outside and it was negative seven degrees with a feels like temp of like negative 30. And I think that was the coldest I've ever run in. Ugh, <laughs> but ugh, bundled I... up and wasn't too bad. <laughs> And Rachel, your last race of the 2022 season was Clash Daytona, which we've mentioned. So, and you met Haley there. Mm-hmm. Um, you had a really strong swim and bike and it looked like you did struggle a bit on the run. So can you take us through your day there um, and kind of how it played out for you? Yeah, so definitely not a great day there for me. Um, I actually woke up the day before the race with a, with a bit of a sore throat. So I think I was kind of fighting off some kind of virus. Um, wasn't COVID, but some kind of cold. Um, but so yeah, the swim was great. I'd been swimming a lot. I was in a pack of girls that I usually am a little bit further behind. So I was really pumped about the swim. Um, I got on the bike and the power just wasn't there. Like I think, um, for the first like hour or so I was averaging like slightly more than my Ironman Watts from a few months earlier. Um, and then I just started cramping horribly, like in all of the muscles in my upper legs. Like first it started my T bands, then my hamstrings started cramping and my quads. So like for the last, I think three or four laps of the bike, I was sitting up and coasting for like half of it. Um, and then, yeah, I got to the run. I had, so I had like a packet of salt tabs to take and transition if I needed them. So I was just eating those for the first like few steps of the run and like hoping my legs would kind of loosen up and didn't happen for me. So I finished <laughs> walking a lap and called it a day. And so I think this might've been your second clash race. Am I right? So yeah. So clash or it was challenged last year. Um, I did Miami and that was my first pro race Okay, back in 2021. And Haley's talked a little bit about, you know, really liking the clash experience and mm-hmm. just Daytona in general. So, you know, aside from not having the race you were ready to have, you know, did you enjoy the experience? Was there anything about Daytona that you would want to kind of go back and, and race there? Yeah, I think apart from race day, like everything else was pretty incredible. Like the way the clash treats their pros is just amazing. Like they had us in like multiple photo shoots the day before and everyone did breakfast with Bob interviews and they just, yeah, I feel like it's, they're just, they treat us super well. Um, so yeah, I would definitely go back and do it again. I've got some, um, unfinished business yeah unfinished business there Rachel I am curious like with that cramping I mean a lot of athletes experience cramping do you do you think it was the virus or do you think it it was electrolytes or just muscle fatigue from something else yeah I think it must have been a combo of things because I like I I did an Ironman in that same position on that bike just a few months earlier and I ride on the trainer all the time because I'm in Wisconsin um so I I don't think the position I know like at Daytona in 2020, I think a lot of short course athletes were cramping up because they weren't used to the TT bike. Um, but I think for me, it was probably a combo of fighting off some kind of virus. So it wasn't just hundred percent healthy. And then I've been training in Wisconsin. So I think the heat probably didn't help. Um, but yeah, I'm not totally sure. Cause I've never cramped like that before, like ever. <laughs> So well, hopefully, hopefully it was a one and done, um, yeah, one and done experience. And, <laughs> yeah. you know, you, we learn from that and, you know, take those illnesses 
seriously, but mm-hmm. uh, let's talk about your 2022 season because you, you did race, you raced some short races like Daytona, mm-hmm. you raced also in St. Anthony's mm-hmm. uh, Olympic distance. And then you also raced Ironman Wisconsin, which you just mentioned, you finished up fourth there. So that's mm-hmm. quite the range. There were a few of us, <laughs> a few of us Ironman athletes in Daytona. And I was, I was nervous because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it's a different race for sure. Yeah. Well, and so, definitely an intimidating start list too, with all the Olympians and yeah. But I mean, but how did you go about planning your whole season? Like, did you like racing every distance? So Ironman was never going to be part of the plan. Like I've, I've always been more of like an Olympic distance going up to half when I need to. Um, so yeah, Ironman, I hadn't planned on doing, I think they announced the pro field in like June of this year. And I was just like, mad at like I live three miles away from the start line like it's super easy super close so I was just like thinking about it I'm like hmm, like maybe I'll do the swim maybe swim in the bike um but wasn't really planning to do it and then I think like mid-July we just kind of decided all right let's let's give it a shot see what happens um so yeah I was planning to focus on shorter stuff but yeah when when you've got an Ironman in your backyard it's kind of hard to say no yeah, mid to yeah, when it that's is like Wisconsin. not much time, mid yeah. July to yeah. like early September. I mean, it's basically like a month and a half. Um, yeah, well, and I mean, yeah, I've I've been training a lot, obviously year round, but yeah, it was yeah, not not a huge huge amount of time of planning, and it so, went well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it did. You got fourth, well. and it was really cold. Wait, that was like the really cold Ironman Wisconsin. Yeah, it was really rainy. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, do you think the conditions helped you? I think, I think a lot. Yeah. Um, so I actually hadn't really been running much at all going into it. Um, I've been dealing with like Achilles issues on and off for a couple of years. Um, so my swim finish is great. Bike finish is great. Great. The run was, we're going to just go out and see what happens here. But I think the cold weather, I don't do well in heat. So if it had been 20 degrees warmer and sunny, I probably would have died on the run. <laughs> Um, no, no, no. Think, you just managed it better. You would have yeah. managed it. Wait, let's not <laughs> say those things. <laughs> and we want to know a little bit more about your background. So I was investigating things as we do for people we're having on. And it's, so it's not super unusual for a triathlete to have a background in high school swimming or running. But what did really catch my eye was a varsity letter, I think in weightlifting. Is this true? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. I feel like that, that's not like a, I think you had to put in like, a certain number of hours in the weight room and just submit it. And then you got a letter for it. And I figured it would look good on colleges. So okay. I wasn't any kind of power. <laughs> Did you get a jacket? Did you get yeah. a letter jacket? Yeah. And the, yeah. Pin? the weightlifting <laughs> pin. I thought that one was cool. I, yeah. I think, I think I had a patch for it. Yeah. I'm not really sure. I haven't seen my letter jacket. And- Little, <laughs> little did you know that you'd be on the iron women podcast one day and they'd be asking you about your weightlifting letter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us a little bit, you know, about kind of high school athletics go, or just as a kid going into, um, Washington and Lee, where you mm-hmm. race track cross country and swimming, I think at various mm-hmm. times. So can you yeah. kind of like take us through that progression of what was yeah. like, were you serious about all of them or just one? Yeah, for sure. So I started swimming, I think when I was nine or 10, just like a YMCA league, like swimming three times a week, nothing serious. Um, And then when I was around 12, I think that was when I joined my club team and started swimming a whole swimming every day for a couple hours. Um, Track, I started in middle school and 
cross country in high school and I always liked running better but I was better at swimming so that was kind of why I kind of jumped between <laughs> between both of them the one I liked and the one that I was better at um so I, I swam club all year round and then I I'd run cross country and track all through high school um and then getting to college I was planning to swim and run track but then the swim season in college is just super long like I know Haley swim like <laughs> you you know that's a long season um so I was getting kind of burnt out on swimming so then I added cross country back in but that got to be too much so then I ended up quitting running altogether and just focusing on swimming my last couple of years did you have uh, coaches that kind of helped you with that because I went to a couple different high schools and um some coaches you know like it when you do multiple sports and some don't yeah I think the run coach liked that I swam because it's good fitness space. And I feel like I was always relatively injury prone. So it was an easy, like, Oh, like Rachel has to cross train. Let's put her in the pool. Cause she can swim. Um, I feel like in college, it got to be a little bit trickier just cause with college, I feel like there's so much other stuff going on and everyone just kind of wants their own athletes to do their sport. Um, yeah. What did you swim? What did you swim distance events? Yeah. So I kind of, <laughs> I kind of jumped around on that too. I started off swimming distance events um but like in high school I'd swim like the 500 the thousand the mile I'd do it like once a year at the state meet so going from that to in college swimming it every week was a lot and I grew to hate distance so I think I slowly added in 4am and then I dropped the distance events and added the two fly and the two back Ouch. my senior oh. year I even managed to drop the 4am down to 100 fly so that was a good move it, that yeah. was a good move so if it was over 200 yards, I, I could swim it basically, Did, wait, but I was never it, like great at any of them. But I, no, it sounds like you were really good, but I'm just like, isn't it funny? I had the same things. I swam tuner backstroke in college, but I'm like, I thought it was such a long event. You know, it's like two mm -hmm. minutes long and I'm like, oh, it's so, and 4 a.m. was so long. I did not, yeah. I swam the 1615 once and then the coach was like, never again. <laughs> and it's so weird to me now that I do like nine 10 hour races and I'm yeah. like how does that change happen Do yeah you know? it's, it's wild yeah <laughs> and so I think that you graduated around 2014 is that right from from uh, Washington 2013, Lee? 2013. Yeah. okay so a couple years later then um you were competing in a 70.3 and then three years, I guess, later, you were like in your first Ironman. Competing is a generous term. But, <laughs> but so how did that come about? Like, were you, you know, yeah. Were you, did you graduate and go into, go to Madison or Wisconsin where there was like a community that you fell into, or how did you find triathlon to begin with? Obviously yeah. you had the skill set for it, but yeah. <laughs> so I actually did my first two triathlons the summer after high school like mm -hmm. on a, on an old mountain bike. And I, I had the swim and the run fitness and the bike was terrible. So I did two before college just to give it a shot. Cause it sounded like fun. And then I didn't do another one until I think 2014, I did my first sprint try or like first, like on a real bike and stuff. Um, but yeah, I moved to Madison for my job. Um, and the bike community here is just incredible. Like there's so much bike biking infrastructure and it's just super easy to get outside um, and I think I actually signed up with my roommate and another friend just for a sprint try for fun and there we, I was seeing all these people like in Ironman jackets and like 70.3 gear and I was like oh that sounds cool like maybe we should try to do a 70.3 <laughs> um, so I signed up for Racine which is no longer a race um, in 2015 and that was my first 70.3 um and then 
yeah so I, I and I was still like coaching myself at that point like just kind of dabbling in training um and then I did the Ironman the next year and this is still like on my old road bike um and then was that Ironman Wisconsin so yeah. hometown race yeah three miles yeah, so you're still it. three miles you're like I might as well do it yeah well and even that then I, I was, had like, that day off work away. I, I lived downtown back then so <laughs> it was super close um did you like it? I mean, you obviously must have been having fun if you were like going for these longer distances. Again, knowing well, your background, like, I'm like, it doesn't yeah, always like... have natural to go longer. <laughs> for me, like the first couple ones I did was more of like, a, I want to say I did an Ironman. So like, I'm going to do this thing. Um, so I wasn't like I was, I think in 2016 at the Ironman, I finished like 30 something in, in my age group and in like 12 hours something. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't fast. But yeah, it was more one of those, like I'd see it going past my apartment every day, every year and was just decided this looks like a cool thing to do. Um, but, and you did get fast. I yeah. mean, I think you got fast also at like short distances because well, you had. Was, yeah. So I did the one Ironman and then um, I started getting my boyfriend who did triathlon in college. So he was all about like Olympic distance. Um, so the next year I was like, I don't want to do another Ironman, but like, it'd be cool to like go to nationals. Um, so I focused on the short course and made it to nationals that year um and then I actually qualified for worlds at that national race is that um, the nationals I, you won was that no Cleveland? no this was 2017 oh. this was like okay. I barely got like the last roll down slot for worlds um and that was when I decided to hire a coach because I'm like I want to take this slot to worlds it's in Australia like this will be super cool but I don't want to go over there and embarrass myself so that was when I hired a coach, bought a tri bike, like got more serious about it and then got a lot faster. Yeah. Cause then you came back and you won, you won age group nationals, right? Yeah. That was in 2019. So two, yeah, okay. two years after two years of working with my coach. And are you still, you're still with the same coach now, correct? Yep. yep. Okay. Steve Brandis, um, Madison multi-sport is the team. So he's local there in Madison. Yeah. So you, you actually get to do you train with him, like get to see. Does he yeah. Get so to we have, we have like a whole team, Madison multi-sport. Um, there's probably 60 people on it or something. I guess I don't know how, how big it is these days, but. Did uh, he write this some workout that I called boring? <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, darn. <laughs> no. Riding a hundred one hundreds. I will give whoever wrote that credit. Cause riding a hundred one hundreds is super hard. I'm always like, I'm like, please, no, none of my athletes, please don't want to do that. I'm like, yeah, and sometimes like a, like, yeah. get tempted to just be like a hundred one hundreds on X interval, ready, go. <laughs> um, so, so when, okay. When you won nationals, I assume after that is when you decided to, to go pro. Is that kind of the, how the so progression it- went? Sort of, but not. So I won in 2019, and then 2020 was going to be the year. Like I've done, I've still done like eight 70.3s ever in my life. So I was still extremely new to long distance. So 2020 was going to be my year to figure out, like, can I step up to long distance and still be successful here? And then nationals in 2020 was also going to be in Milwaukee, which is obviously really close to Madison. So I was kind of waffling back and forth on whether I should take the pro card or try and like get more experience racing, racing longer, and then try and defend my title at nationals. But then obviously the pandemic hit, so that didn't, that didn't really happen. Um, But then, then 2021, I just decided why not just go for it and see what I can do. And your main focus was going to be Olympic distance and 70.3 non-drafting. Yeah. If there were more Olympic non-draft races, I would be at all of them, but sadly they're kind of 
seem to be going by the wayside other than like St. Anthony's these days. Yeah. And I feel like this is a wild, you're in a wild like cohort. Cause I feel like there's a few other, you know, American women that I know of who are around your same age, who did the pandemic really did impact your, your career. And even some of you, it did, in, you know, encourage you to go pro maybe a little bit earlier than you would have otherwise. Do you, mm-hmm. is that, is that, does that feel true? Or I'm just putting words. Yeah, I, I think that's true. I know um, Grace Alexander, especially like we raced together at nationals the last few years that we were amateur and we both took our pro cards in 21. Um, and I think we we're both in the same boat where 2020 was going to be like, uh, all right, do we try and get that national title or go for it? And yeah. And so as a newer pro, you know, you've raced like all sorts of distances, kind of had all sorts of experiences. What are you like, kind of talking about strategizing with your coach, like where, you know, short-term kind of long-term goals. Are you, are you doing that sort of thing? Like, where are you feeling like you're at with what you want to do next as a, as a pro? Yeah. I feel like right now the focus is just getting my run more competitive. Like I think at this point, my swim and my bike are, should be competitive with most anyone. I haven't shown that in a race yet, but the training numbers and stuff show that I should be competitive. Um, but my run is just a little bit weaker than the other two. So that's a huge focus is just getting my run good enough to compete. Um, you got, you got time. You got time. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Still got a few good years in me. <laughs> can you tell us a little bit more about, you know, living in Madison? Cause we've, we've talked to a few, uh, women from, you know, Madison, Wisconsin area, Jackie Herring. She was also mm-hmm. in Daytona. She talked, when we interviewed her, she talked about, even the winter, how great the training is. I think she does a lot of snowshoeing. So do you do that as well during the winter? Like what, what is winter like in, in (laughs) Madison, Wisconsin, you know, what happens to all that great bike infrastructure when it's under snow? Yeah. So then that mostly goes to the trainer. Um, there, there definitely are a lot of people that still ride outside all winter long. I think a lot of the bike paths still get cleared every day. So like my PT bikes to work every day on a fat tire bike and, Hmm. but yeah, I'm, I mostly stay on the trainer. If there's no snow on the ground or ice or anything, I'll go outside. Um, as if it's like above 30 and no ice, then I'm good to go outside. But otherwise I'm living on the trainer. Do you have a cutoff for the run? I mean, is it like negative seven feels like well, negative so 30? <laughs> pretty much. Um, yeah, I don't, we don't have a treadmill. So, and I hate treadmills. So for me, it's, I'll pretty much go outside regardless of the temp. I do and actually, I did buy snowshoes last winter. I'm still trying to get the hang of it. I've got classic swimmer ankles where just uneven surfaces aren't great for me and um, dorsiflexion isn't great. I think that's, yeah, I can point my toes, but I can't flex them. So there's weird in- inflexibility things going on there that make that difficult sometimes, but that's so interesting. Yeah. I, okay. I was at the, I'm going to brag for one second because I was at the <laughs> pool one day and this guy who was a coach, it wasn't a random man, but he was like, Haley, do you have really flexible ankles? And I was like, well, yes, I do. <laughs> so I just felt, I was like, that's the nicest compliment anyone would give me. But I was like, I have heard it's bad for running, but I think I like, am just very lucky that I haven't dealt with a lot of injury, um, dealing with my ankles. Cause it does definitely help with swimming. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I don't, oh, I don't yeah. want to like brag too much about that, but, um, <laughs> just throwing it out there. You know, I think it can, you know, <laughs> maybe the snowshoes aren't quite right, but flat dry roads in the summer, probably perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's definitely going to be my excuse when I talk about my swimming now that I have classic runner ankles. I just can't get that dorsal flexion going. (laughs) Uh, Rachel, but despite the weather, Madison always just seems like such a hotbed of triathlon. Um, And I know like I've raced Ironman Wisconsin a few times and I have like the most wonderful homestays there every time. And it's like the community just really embraces triathlon. And it's like, you know, can you talk a little bit about like is there something you think that makes it special? Is it just like the Midwestern people love to swim, bike and run? What is it about it? Yeah, that's an interesting question. I feel like there's, there's probably a lot that goes into it, but I think just that it is such a bike friendly place in general means there's a lot of athletes and a lot of people, if they see an Ironman going on are like, Oh, this is cool. Like, look at them, like riding their bikes. That's great. Versus some other places that aren't as bike friendly, maybe don't embrace it as much. Um, but yeah, there's also just like random, there's like five pretty large triathlon teams in the area and there's a ton of pros that live here. So I guess I'm not sure what exactly makes that happen, but um, yeah, it definitely is a very triathlon friendly community. And you mentioned moving to Madison because of a job and mm-hmm. are you still working in that same job? Can you tell us I about am. it? Yep. So I work at Epic Systems. It's a healthcare software company. So Oh, I've heard people. I've heard, I, I coach some health. I've heard of Epic. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Your, yeah, your health data is probably in our software somewhere. Um, so I work as a business intelligence developer there. So it's, um, reporting database structure development. Um, and yeah, I've been there. I started September of 2013 and I've been there ever since. And is that like a nine to five or are you working remotely or does it, how does no. that help your training? I guess <laughs> it does it. <laughs> it finances it pretty well, but yeah, yeah there's not the time. Yeah. The time, time constraints are not great. Um, we were remote during the pandemic, but we've been back full-time in office since uh, November of last year, I think. So it is definitely a balance of, yeah, if I would need to get my training in, it has to be like before 8am or after like 4.30. Um, I am lucky in that I don't have a lot of meetings during the day. So the hours are fairly flexible, but I pretty much need to have my butt in a chair at the office for eight hours a day. And let's talk about like your, your home life, because I feel like we talk a lot about dogs on the Iron Woman <laughs> podcast, but I think you're a cat person. And so <laughs> I, I always want to know, like, tell us about what, what it's great about cats. Cause you know, Alyssa and I have both considered cats or I have for our, um, mouse issues and so (laughs) so what um what what is so great about cats and uh can you tell us about your cat yeah so my cat her name is mocha she's a ragdoll cat um she's pretty great yeah she's white and fluffy and has kind of dark spots on her face um but yeah ragdolls I'm big fan of ragdoll cats they kind of act like puppies like she'll play fetch with me she follows me around the house all the time um so she's yeah I feel like a ragdoll is kind of a hybrid cat dog sort of a cat um, might be a good one to investigate then yeah, if, they, yeah. <laughs> if we need a mouse Highly hunter recommend. yeah <laughs> I know I want someone to play fetch with me because cowboy plays he plays like herd right so he'll just like go to, he's like I tagged the ball and then he's like come get it and I'm like oh my goodness this is too much work for me <laughs> but maybe that's what I need is a cat then I yeah. have a proper fetch partner <laughs> definitely And Rachel, it is a new year. So it's always like a time of goals and resolutions. So did you make a new year's resolution? Are you a resolutions person? 
I'm not really a resolutions person. Um, I feel like I'm trying to eat healthier, but that's been a years long struggle. So we'll see if it pans out for me. And then what, what about healthier mean? Yeah. I'm like, I'm curious about this. <laughs> well, it's Wisconsin. I, I'm working so on my resolutions still. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's Wisconsin. So there's a lot of cheese, a lot of beer eaten regularly and Sounds healthy yeah, to I'm me. Big... <laughs> it seems to be fueling a race is okay. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't change things carbs, too much. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, just trying to eat more fruits and vegetables and that good stuff, less candy. And what about your racing schedule? Are you able to share anything with us? Do you have anything on your calendar yet for the 2023? So I think it's going to look pretty similar to last year. I'm planning on St. Anthony's again. I think I'll probably do Chattanooga um, end of May. I think that's women only this year. Um, they haven't released the pro schedule really beyond that, which is kind of frustrating. Um, but if, if Wisconsin, the pro race, I'd probably do it again. Um, but yeah, other than that, just kind of waiting to see how, what races get announced. I've never raced in Madison, but I feel like they love their hometown heroes. So I'll cross my fingers for you. I do need to get there someday. Yeah, I need to get there one of these days. One. Yeah, it's funny. I, I always like... talk about the, the crowd support is generally like the best of anywhere. Um, but this year it was so rainy and cold that there was like no one out there. Cause I, I still remember like when I did in 2016, like there's three big hills on the course and they're, they're always just completely lined in people. And I was all excited for that on my first loop, but we got to the first hill and there's like no one until like oh. most of the way up. <laughs> I'm like, Oh no. <laughs> Oh but, man. Well, well, maybe yeah, you'll get a better so weather yeah. experience. Yeah, we'll be good one next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't be that way two years in a row. Yeah, right? Well, Rachel, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, enjoy the rest of your easing back into or easing out of the off season. Am I like making, I feel like I'm making up words, but um, we look forward to seeing you on some start lines in 2023. Yeah. Thanks so much. Alyssa, that was a fun chat with Rachel, but I, I am curious, you know, we asked Rachel about her resolutions at the end of that conversation. Did you make any new year's resolutions for 2023? I did. I feel like this is a very common one. Um, I'm trying to read more again. I had gotten really good at reading, I think through the pandemic and, you know, good at reading, but like I had been doing it regularly and setting aside time to do that. And my brain definitely loves digging into some books and like having that time to not stare at a screen. Um, and I, I have good reads and I noticed, I think I added like 50 books to my good reads in 2022 and I read three. (laughs) So not, not a great, I'm hoping to like flip that a little bit, at least balance it a little bit more out. Um, and Haley, I, I always put the books you're reading in my Goodreads. And I do have to say, I'm interested to hear about your latest one, these precious, precious days from Ann Patchett. Cause I'm a huge Ann Patchett fan, but I have, I, I didn't love these precious days. That was actually one from 2022. I didn't what? make it through. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. I'm in seems love to with love it. I, I am. Maybe in I need to retry it or something. Like, I don't know. It's just- I feel like it's a perfect year book to start the year because it's like essays. And I am just like. I want to just keep reading it and I make myself stop and reflect and like savor them. Like I wanted to love like it. That's what the I best heard. Chocolate oh. truffles. Of, oh, I love it. Oh my goodness. That's so interesting. And I Kathleen, am just like Kathleen Knutson, who I go to for a lot of book recommendations too. She loved it. And that's how I initially have found it. And maybe I need to dig it back up and try again because I think it's worth it. Yeah. Maybe I, my brain's um, just in a better reading space now. I set a reading resolution <laughs> in 2022 that I kept for like what's the average of resolutions? Like 13 like, days. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was trying to read 50 pages a day, which was amazing. Whoa, like whoa. it was great. I got yeah. through like 
some incredible like pachinko, like some incredible books and it was so good. But then I, you know, started training more and kind of got too (laughs) tired. And so I'm not trying to set any reading resolutions. I realized that I think reading at a slower pace is, is for me, but I'm resolving in January, 2023 that I am going to, uh, send holiday cards in 2023. (laughs) I sent a very few, I sent very few in 2022. I got through like six and then I couldn't find someone's address and I just stopped. (laughs) And so I'm like, I had the cards, everything, and I just didn't get them out. And so this year is going to be better, but I have several months to work on it. And I'm going to get a picture with cowboy maybe this year. And like 2023 is going to be better. I'm going to send out holiday cards. You'll have to let me know how it goes. I don't do holiday cards either. I just, I can't bring myself to find the, the, I could, I'm sure I could rally the energy. I just can't find the enthusiasm for it. Like it, it would have to be something that would really like inspire me or something to like get it. I love like receiving a lot of work. Them. Yeah. I, I like love to, receiving them. Yeah. So I, know I like I'm having like, them too, but I just am not, I don't know. I can't get myself to do it. Yeah. Well, that's not your resolution. So you don't know. <laughs> that's good. But I am, I'm yeah. I'm curious to see how it goes for you. I feel like that's I'll keep you posted. One. Yeah. We have, we're we have like 11 months, <laughs> 30, th- we'll be 38 this year. So 38 and sending out our, your, your, for not mine. mine oh, I it. said, I used to send them like very well. I, this is something oh, I used really? to be good at. Oh yeah. Like when oh. I was like 25, I sent out so many cards and even oh, wow. last year's you've gotten mm. ones from me, Alyssa. I know. Come I'm on. sure I have. I'm sure I have. <laughs> I used to be much better. I just, this, I, again, it was just a 2022 thing. The last couple of years have been a little rough on the oh, wow. cards, but yeah. yeah, but this is going to be better. I'll let you know in November. Okay. <laughs> it's a good, okay. Okay. you know, it's a good resolution when you can put it off until November. That's, um, how, I, that's how I try to structure things. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Healy. Well, um, I, I guess that's it for our first episode of 2023. All right. I will talk to you next week. Bye Haley. You have been listening to the Iron Women podcast hosted by Haley Chura and Alyssa Gadeski. Iron Women is a production of Feisty Media and is edited by Amelia Perry and produced by Ella Natitian. Head to livefeisty.com to find more podcasts, events, stories, and fresh perspectives. Thanks for listening.